We are continuing our coaching series today with Teresa. Now, Teresa had some really interesting questions around her content and her next moves and SEO and just so many great insights that really took me back to the beginning of really trying to understand and conceptualize where I wanted to go with my content. So I really encourage you, no matter what stage you're in in your content, to think about this not only for where you are today, because maybe you're like, Crystal, I'm just starting. I'm trying to figure out the name of my podcast. I'm just trying to figure out who my audience is. I have no idea what the future holds for my content. Well, I want you to listen to today's coaching call with an open mind of what you see your content being in the future. Because, well, I don't want you to get overwhelmed with all the possibilities and all the different ways you can create content. I want you to start thinking about some of these ideas now so you can decide in the future when you do get to that point where you're like, I think I want to branch out and I want to add in another episode a week or I want to add in a YouTube or I want to add in show notes for my podcast. Like when you get to that point, I want you to have already heard all of these stories from different people who are going before you, who are making those decisions right now in real time and glean from them all the different scenarios that are out there. So I hope you enjoy today's coaching call with Teresa. Let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited for today. We have Teresa on the show. So welcome, Teresa. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, this is going to be fun. Okay, so I had put out kind of a call to action in the Facebook group, and I said, hey, you know, we're doing some coaching sessions, and Teresa is someone that We've actually done a session before previously, and I'm excited to hear what you want some coaching on today. So I'm looking at, we did this like short questionnaire when we were having people schedule these. And you said one of the things that you would like some help with is descriptions and show notes. So is there anything specifically that stands out? Yeah. So since I started my podcast, the Time Tamers podcast, I've been like sort of focused on working on certain areas of the podcast. Like, okay, first thing I want to work on is figuring out the content planning. And then the next thing I want to focus on is this. And one of the things that I haven't focused on yet is the show notes. Um, I think specifically, all I've done so far is just, so I use Buzzsprout Mm -hmm. and I will just type in like a short little blurb um, in, in there. And then I'll link to some things that I mention in the podcast, but I want to have, um, a better system for creating show notes. And I would like to have, um, 
show notes that are created with more intention. So I know that there's, I would imagine there's probably like keywords and, and different things that I could do within the show notes um, that would be more effective. And last thing I'll say is that I know that you've talked about, I've listened to some of your episodes about the difference between show notes and episode description. Yeah. The description. So maybe I, I think that will probably come up in our conversation as well. Yeah. Okay. So I always tell people when they ask me about show notes, I want you to think about you as a consumer of podcast. What do you pay attention to when you, do you look at show notes? Do you even glance at them or do you just see the title and then you're like, Oh, I want to listen to that. And I go listen to it. Tell me a little bit about what that process looks like for you as a consumer of other people's podcasts. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do notice that when I look, I listen through Apple podcasts and when Mm -hmm. I look at show notes or whatever I see there in that episode, um, I get frustrated if it doesn't tell me about like something about the episode. And if it sends me to the, the website, like look at the website link for this episode without first telling me anything, I get frustrated and I might overlook it if the title of the episode is not clear okay, uh, and compelling. Yeah. So it's really good to to look at that. That and, and maybe you can ask some other people, like I've done this where I ask people, because this comes up a lot when, because there's a lot of, I don't want to say controversial, like, come on, we're not, we're not gossip girl here talking about controversial things with show notes, but there is a different type of approach depending on what kind of podcast it is. I've noticed this, like I listen to Smartless, right? This is a comedian podcast. They have the most, if you go and look at any of their show notes, it's like, it doesn't even make sense. And usually it's like a, a sentence or two. And then it will say like, this is part of Wondery. Like it says something about their studio, but it doesn't really, there's nothing of substance there, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Exactly. I'm like, I don't care because I want to hear this guest interview, but you're right. There's other podcasts that I'll listen to. So um, where I do, I want to know more about, is this worth my time? Am I actually going to be interested in this? So keep that into consideration whenever you're kind of creating the format of what you want to include in there. I know some people that will just go above and beyond and they put way too much stuff in there. And it's, I mean, it's just like paragraphs and paragraphs. It's like a mini blog post in the episode description. It has all their social links. It has everything in there. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Like the point isn't to make that connection with people there. It's to deliver the content and have something that, like you said, will get them to listen. It's going to compel them to listen to the entire thing. And then if they want to follow up and connect with you, making that call to action within the actual episode will make it a lot easier. So I think, um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. One thing that was um, coming up while you were talking that I'm thinking of is your thoughts on when shows say like at you know, three minutes in, you'll hear this and then five minutes in for this. Like, what do you think about that strategy? I think that it's good. I I think it's, uh, okay, let me just get you. I'm like, I have, I have many opinions that have kind of evolved over time. I used to do this. I used to always put chapter markers in all the episodes. I used to kind of break down. You can see this, you can see that. But at the end of the day, I, as a consumer of podcast, I don't skip around an episode just to hear one. I will listen to something 
beginning to end. And if it's not good, I'll just cut it off. I'm like, I don't even care if that thing that they're going to talk about, I'm like, they lost me that I don't even care about the rest of it. So for me personally, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't see the added value of having that information in there. Because if I'm going to listen to an episode, I'm just going to commit and I'm going to listen to the entire thing, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut it off. So that's kind of my non like coach approach to it. That's just me personally, how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. But I do see where it could be beneficial if you have like really specific big things that you're covering in one episode. But also the way that I really kind of teach content isn't to put too many big ideas in one episode. It should all be centered around one big thing. And then if you're covering multiple topics, consider should these be multiple episodes? So those are kind of my thoughts on it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I do know that there are some podcast players. I know Apple podcast is kind of doing this now um, where you can have these like chapter markers, if you will, of like, this is happening at this time and this is happening. And you could even upload like specific artwork for that. So it would like change in the player. That's too much y'all. It's way don't, it's, it's too much work, honestly. And like, I have my phone, like even today I went on a run. I had my phone in my pocket the whole time. I wasn't taking it out to look at different artwork or like, I didn't care. I just, I want to put it in my pocket. I don't need my hands and I just want to go. So yeah. that is how, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't really find myself looking at my phone during an episode. And I usually know from what's in the initial description and the title, whether it's an episode I want to listen to or not, rather than like looking through at all the pieces yeah. that are in there. Um, yeah. I feel like it's, it's above and beyond. Like it's, it almost feels like busy work to me. It's like, you know, to put it in there just to seem legit because there are a lot of really big shows that do this, even though they do it. I don't care. I don't look at it. Yeah. (laughs) Look at it. Yeah, I know. And I feel like too, it could sometimes be um, counterintuitive or counterproductive because sometimes it can be overwhelming if Mm -hmm. I see like this, 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 this all in one episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, which kind of speaks to your point of not putting too much in one episode and all of that, but, um, okay. So then when you say show notes, um, can you just clarify then the difference between in what with in your mind show notes and the episode, um, description? Yeah. Yeah. So what I always tell people is what you're uploading into Buzzsprout. So we're going to use Buzzsprout because that's what you said that you use for anybody that's listening. This is whatever you put into your podcast hosting provider, whatever that you use, because you have your title and then you have the description. And this is what a lot of people will call their show notes because they don't have a website. Do you already, do you have a website that's associated with your podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, If you are going to use, uh, I love the idea of using a website and a podcast together in the sense of list building, lead generation, getting people to get their eyes on your products or connect with you in other ways, whether it's follow you on social or go check out a free resource. Like This is why I think it's really important to 
have a little bit in there, like you said, that will compel them to listen to the episode. But mm-hmm. during the whole episode, I'm calling out, hey, these are the show notes. Go to crystalprofit.com forward yeah. slash episode. What, like, And you will hear me yeah. say this multiple times because I want you to go. I want you to take that extra step. And I know that like, if you were to sit down and binge listen back to back to back to multiple episodes of my podcast, you wouldn't go to my website every time. But if I mentioned something, you're like, oh, there's that book. I've heard her talk about that book before. I want to go to the show notes and look that up. Or I want to go see who that was on the podcast. I want to go like look up that person. Just getting people to your website, it's really just kind of the gateway for them to explore other things that you have to offer. And you can't really get them there by just putting every single thing in the show notes or the episode description within the podcast player. So that's the reason why I push for podcast websites so much. It's not just the experience of them listening. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, oh, I heard Teresa talk on the podcast the other day about this, but I don't remember what she was talking about. But I know if I go to Apple and I open it up and she has it listed or linked in there, I could go straight to her website from there. So they don't have to remember, well, is it, you know, TeresaHarp.com? Like, is that her website or is it the her brand name? Like, what is her actual website? They don't have to do all that heavy lifting of remembering everything, they can just go to the podcast. So that's the way I approach it. Does that make sense? It does. And then it brings me to my my next question that's been on on my list for a while mm-hmm. of um, things to do. So I told you at the beginning, like I focus on one thing, figure that out, then go to the next thing. So one of the things in that progression is with my website, what I started out just to get it done, I have all the episodes on one page. And my plan then was to change that so that each episode you go, you have like a a specific link, like very much like what you do, crystalpropper.com slash episode three, whatever. So do the same thing on my website. And I guess my question for you, two parts is like, one, what are the benefits of doing it that way rather than having all on one page, Um, which I think I kind of know what they are, but Um, and then two, how much of a priority should I make this? Like, is this something I should do yesterday? Like in terms of all the things that, that we have to do as podcasters, where does that fall in line? Yeah. Well, great question. So first, uh, the, the first part is this is totally up to you on whether you want to have individual posts. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is to have something that's independent from like, I love it when people start off with the Buzzsprout website because I think it's beautiful. I think I love that you can brand it and it's really simple to use that. And if that's all someone wanted to use, I think that that's fantastic. But if you're looking to build your business around this, you do need that lead generation or have links like the about page of what you do. Like, there's so many other things you can do with a website. So um, I think that you could, if you decide to just have it as one individual web page, totally fine. But where it gets a little kind of muddy waters is if you start having a lot of guests on your show and they're like, hey, I want to come on your show. And they're thinking in their mind that you're going to link to their website or their freebie or this and that, like the above and beyond of 
having additional posts on your website really feeds the SEO monster. If that's what you want to call Google, you know, it's like you're teeing up this content as posts, which are technically blog posts, but those are your show notes. And it's telling Google, hey, I talk about time management. I help these type of people. And so you're telling them over and over again that, hey, we put out new content, we're putting up new content. So that's really the the main reason why I do that. I do the individual posts because now at this point, I have 300 episodes out there. So it's like, oh, Google has identified, she talks about podcasting, she talks about content creation because she has all of these, you know, I have 50 plus posts I know that are just about content planning. And, you know, like that's a big deal if I'm trying to rank for those things and have people find me organically. But I know it's a big undertaking. It's not something that I recommend people do from the beginning because you're just trying to edit your podcast or record your podcast with confidence and just get it out there. So I think that you're doing the right thing and the progression of the steps. Um, does that kind of answer that that part of yep. your question? Yeah. Okay. And what was the what was the second part of your question? Sort of answered it like how how much of a priority does this need to be getting okay. those individual pages for individual episodes? Right. Well, and so what I would do, how many episodes do you have right now? 25. Okay, so this is fantastic. This is actually the perfect place to be because what you can do I, I don't love the idea of you going back and starting chronologically. Because that can feel a little overwhelming. If you're like, okay, I'm on episode one and I worked on this for a week and now I'm only on episode six or, or three, you know, that can feel a little overwhelming. But what I would recommend you doing and anybody that's listening that you've never done show notes and you have multiple episodes already, start with your most popular ones because those are the ones that people would go for resources. So you can go into Buzzsprout and you can sort by, you know, your most popular episodes and say, okay, this one has had the most downloads. Therefore, people would be most likely to go look at these show notes or people are playing this more often. So start in that order and work like, cause those are the ones that maybe you want to rank for. And it depends, right? Cause you could have one, you're like, I don't know why this episode was popular. I talked about it one time. I don't really want to talk about it all the time, <laughs> but you know, maybe you don't want to rank for that thing. And that happens too. But um, it, it's whatever you think that is going to correlate with your business and what you're trying to rank for when it comes to your SEO and your keywords. That's what I would really concentrate on first and then slowly over time, getting the rest of them built out. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And that makes it feel more manageable too. Yes. Yes. Cause then you're not like, Oh, just the burden of doing all of them in order. And yeah, I would just start with the ones that are already like hopping and people are interested in like start with there and then go 
And that's something also, like if anybody's listening and that feels like kind of an undertaking, that's a fantastic thing for a virtual assistant or someone else mm-hmm. to to help you handle. And uh, where is your website? Like what, what platform do you use? Squarespace. Okay. And I wish I knew more about Squarespace. It's one of the, it's one that I've never worked on. I've never done anything there. But what I would recommend is once you get started, create a template that you can use and just use that over and over again. But it's what I do with my WordPress site. And I have kind of nailed down how long it needs to be. Typically, mm. it don't have to be thousand word long post. It definitely doesn't. And what you were talking about earlier, as far as the chapter information, you could put that on that part of your website yeah. because it's more or less really just kind of filler information, but it would still be helpful. That is the one place where I could see that information being helpful, not so much as a resource, but more of, hey, I'm filling up this information. That way Google knows that there's readable text on this page, but really you only need to include maybe the additional resources or some of the other things that you talked about in the episode. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I see that we're going to cover one more thing because you talked about um, themes and I want to cover this because you said uh, you feel pretty confident in your content. One thing that you're struggling with is overall themes. So taking a topic of an episode and connecting it with your social media and your email. So is there any like any part of that question that you really want to hone in on or clarify? Yeah. um, What I meant is that I, so I've got my layout for my content. I know what I'm going to be talking about and I do the post or I do the, um, sorry, the episode rather. And then I know that there's so much material in that episode that then I could use for an Instagram reel. I don't even know anything about Instagram, but like something fancy on Instagram and a Facebook post and in my email list, but it feels so overwhelming because I just, I feel like there's so many options Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to narrow my focus so that I have a very super clear, simple system of how to take the content from a podcast episode and use it to create social media content. Yeah. Okay. This is such a great question that I've gotten before in a few different ways, but the way that I have, because I'm like, well, how do I do this in my own content? Mm-hmm. And to be really honest, it's something that I do in the planning process. Okay. So it's not something that happens after everything is recorded. And then I'm like, kind of like on an Easter egg hunt, like, oh, you know, like I could, could I use this? Will this work here? But if you do it intentionally in the planning process, so I don't know if you script things out or you do bullet points, but have like, information where you can highlight it and say, oh, this would be so good for the Facebook group. And this would work really well if I recorded myself on video and said, hey, today we're sharing four tips, blah, blah, blah. Or if you did something along those lines where you decide, okay, I'm going to share, let's say you're teaching something that's going to be tangible that you could tease it in an email where you're like, hey, if you're struggling with A, B, and C, well, we really talk about that and we go into detail on the podcast and maybe you could even 
give them a little bit of that in the email and say, if you want to hear more, go listen to these this week's episode. So that's what I would do. You kind of like flip it on its head instead of thinking about this once everything's recorded and then you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to create anymore. Like I already did this. Think about it in the planning stages to where you can maybe even have a bullet point that's like your template that say, okay, what part of this am I going to use on Instagram? What part of this do I want to use in an email? Because then you'll think about it and it'll kind of influence the way that you produce and record your content too. Maybe you'll say it in a way where it just feels like, oh man, I could use a clip of that and use it in a soundbite for Instagram or wherever you're going to share it. Yes, that's a really good point. It's something that I... Uh, uh, social media is just something that I <laughs> just hate doing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think we were, I think we were like talking about this in the group. And I, um, I think one of the reasons why I avoid it so much is because I there's this like underlying thought of like it not being there's no ROI in my mind. Mm. That's a thought error. Right. But it's like, but nothing happens. Like people don't engage, and then. Like it's not leading me towards clients or money. And and so I think I need to shift that that thought a bit and get excited about doing it and all the reasons why it is fun and all the reasons why it is helpful. And I'm such a planner. So just the idea of planning that out while I'm planning my podcast episodes makes it feel more exciting and manageable. Yes. Oh, and we need... Teresa, we need your time management tips. I can tell you all the people that I see on Instagram and all like, we need your time management tips. Those get shared so fast. As soon as someone puts up something that's really helpful, if it saves me time and my sanity, yes, I'm going to love it. I'm going to engage with it. But it is, it's a slow moving thing. The ROI is, it's hard to see it in the beginning. But once you start, get that traction and you're doing it because you enjoy it, it does. It changes everything. So you have to find, like, don't listen to everyone that tells you to do it in one specific way. You have to figure out how you can do it in a way that's consistent. You enjoy it. You don't dread it. And I just don't believe that it's one of those things that you have to do every single day, 20 times a day in order for it to be effective. It's really just hitting like that key target audience that you're trying to engage with. So that's what I would focus on for sure. Okay. So quality over quantity. For sure. Yes, 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 yes. That will definitely, it's more manageable that way. And it's just more impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yes. You're so welcome. Well, tell everybody where they can connect with you and learn more about your podcast. My podcast name is the Time Tamers Podcast. It's available on every podcast platform. And you can learn more about the podcast and services that I offer and all about time management by going to my website. The website is thetimetamers.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Teresa. Thank you, Crystal, for having me. This was fun and it was super helpful. So thank you. I really appreciate your time. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. These are so much fun. I hope you enjoyed today's coaching call with Teresa. Make sure you go to the show notes to check out where you can find her and listen to all the amazing things that she's creating. Go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 348 for all of the details. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 